0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jungo's Weave. Today, our episode is about Cam and Emily. Um, Wow, what just a powerful reading, didn't you think, Kevin?
1: Oh, I thought so. You know... um... I've said that before, and I just, I can't believe how many times I, I've seen him or talked to
0: him. <laughs> I know. That was, and I've tried to, I've tried to pu- explain that to people, because it's almost like you're, I mean, you're there, but you're, like, not there. So then you tend to forget some of those exact details, Um you know what I mean, so it's almost like you'll you know my cousin died in a car accident, but then it when they come through you you're not it's not quite the same mental connection
1: no it's not and and you know often well, with people listening to this, you'll hear me stop and and, and so I'm just answering the other side and I'm looking at them and i and i didn't i don't catch that all the time except if I was listening to this past one, I'm like, oh, you know, I probably should explain that because i I really am not in that presence of mind of, of what everybody else thinks. I'm in my presence of mind, which is where I need to be to connect.
0: To do the reading, sure. And I mean, that's another thing that's a little lost in the just the audio translation is because we can tell when we're sitting with you that you are, you know, that you're kind of somewhere else, I guess. I mean, you're there. We can, you know what I mean? It sounds weird, but it's not. Um, but it probably is hard to come out. But I think if we just explain it, you know, and let people know that this is what this is where he goes, he's next level, you know, in and out. The
1: uh, the other part of that too is that each time I connect with the spirit, even if it's been months or years, it it escalates with the information because you you get to a point to where like I don't have to go and say here, let me grab these pieces of data so that you know who I'm talking to and so something that I've noticed over time after reflecting on this last one is that it may start off like ex- extremely sad and um, and you're when I look at Cam and, and Emily like they are distraught in the past maybe you know but then you get to this point and it right. changes and then it you start listening to it and start seeing that it's actually like a family reunion is the way it turns out to be. There's still tears, but it's it's a lot, much more lighthearted piece. And then you see the spirit poking fun uh, at times with their loved ones.
0: And that is such an important stage of grief recovery. I thought today was such, or, you know, this episode was such a good example of Cam and Emily, how just, dis- how broken and distraught they were and are of course now but just that the heaviness of that tends to lift um and I would say that I I know that part of that is from readings with you right um part of that is from them being able to feel that Rahat is around and near them and you know the butterfly and the railing and all of those cool things um I got some pictures from them so that we can post a picture of the ring and the or the mantle. So I don't know, I just think that will be cool for some people to see what what the images are, right? That that you kind of picture.
1: Yeah, cuz you know you get a a flash at times. Sometimes it's a longer picture. And then there's other pieces where it just comes in where I don't even know what I'm saying and it's just gets into that more knowing piece and and but the it shows like where he's at now, uh, the spirits compared to the first time I met them. That he's showing them things that he's seen since his passing, which is uh, huge to let you know that hey, I'm I'm around you uh, and I'm still part of the family, and and but then start it even starts off at the very beginning with just the cards that were pulled that says here i am you know i you just had this argument or this conversation and and i'm letting you know i'm here listen to it
0: yes love it so good and the fact that they that they know and that they notice i i just think you know so i don't think i explained to the audience that emily is a therapist also And that she was a um, student of mine, that she was my first student who I trained to be a therapist. So I've had a pretty close relationship with her. And a lot of this stuff, all of this stuff happened while she and I were working together. So I did see her go through all those stages. Um, And I don't know Cam as well, but I've heard about his, his stages as well, right? And so to see them in a place that was still grieving but more peaceful and then i just think when they get they get answers you know it was so interesting when emily when he said it's like you think i made you i'm i'm the one who brought you here is that what he said or
1: yeah something like that to where you know to not feel guilty because she was blaming herself because at some point times her gears shifted and then she starts thinking about this and then he's answering it because he's listening to her and he's in her thoughts he she he's next to her when she's talking about it and says hey you need to tell her not to feel guilty and you know that uh, quite honestly should have came in if you would I don't know more rationalize things out the first setting or the second setting but to see that it came to now because that's the stage that she's at you know so it's it's comforting for, I think, for her to hear him go, hey, you know what? It would have happened one way or the other.
0: And I, I think that this was mentioned in the episode, but she, you know, she had said... Um that she hadn't told anyone that but me, right? Because, like I said, we have a very close working relationship, and so Emily hadn't told anyone that shame and guilt and just, like, regret. You know, that's so much... Those are so much of the emotions of loss is the if-onlys or why-didn't-is, and it causes so much suffering. And, you know, even your own therapist can't tell you that it's not your fault when you think it's your fault, right? So I just with Rahat coming through and saying that exact sentence, the one that she says to me that is painful for her and that that was like what he addressed immediately because she's been struggling with that piece. I just, that was so beautiful. And just to even kind of watch her healing through that, right, in that moment.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it brings an incredible amount of peace when you, you know, it's because it's, it's all really when you get most of this it's just about confirmations and uh everything that you're thinking and you're wondering okay are they listening are they hearing this and he's answering to a question that she's been asking and so um yeah so what a beautiful like completion for uh for her in regards to was she the cause of it or you know and and, it, and you're right you can't you can tell them. 10 times over but it just takes sometimes that spirit on the other side where you're just getting beautiful information that you can't deny.
0: Right. And those are the those are the things where I am just like if this weren't a real energy in this world why would it work so well, right? Why does it help so much with people who are in touch with the energy and just believing these things have seemed to be at so much more peace, right? So, whether it's real or not real, like I always say, whether it's real or not real, it sure does relieve their suffering. So that's what matters, right? Or or our own or all of ours. It's so wonderful to see.
1: Yeah, it's every everyone's got their own take, and and um, you know, as long as you're healed or you find healing, whichever way that is, uh, mm-hmm. it it doesn't matter. And that's um, you know, I'd like to. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I'd like to think that uh, everyone gets that point in their life and goes, "No, there there is something more than just this." You know, it's it's it really is as as much as it's corny to hear and say, it always is about love at the end of the day. That's what everybody should do things for here. Why we're here and why we're on the other side.
0: I just read this really great quote from Thich Nhat Hanh. Do you know who he who Thich Nhat Hanh is?
1: No, I do not.
0: He's a monk, a Buddhist monk, and is like the most amazing person in the whole world. I'll send you his. Um, he just has just these beautiful, I mean, he talks about love and he talks about peace and he talks about stillness and pause and, right, I mean, all of that kind of like unconditional positive regard for self. Just really beautiful readings. I'll send you a few of his quotes. I have a lot of his stuff like hanging up in my office. And because it talks about how you're right, how much that is just bringing about love. And it's all about love, right? And all the other stuff is noise. But it's all about the love. It really
1: is. It's about, I mean, you know, the two things that I, that are most common is love and forgiveness. And we just don't... Do a great job of that uh, whether it's forgiving ourselves or somebody else and so it's it's a great thing when you can release that uh negative energy
0: so um another thing i wanted to touch on a little bit with this is just the mental health awareness of this um suicide and of what rahat was going through um i thought cam did a really Beautiful job of explaining it. Um, but just what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, in, in seeing uh, the other side, uh, multiple pieces, what Cam said, what my own experiences through, uh, you know, depression and my other, you know, like everyone, I think there's a lot of people that go through that, but you were not in a, a right frame of mind and And it's not even a mindset because you're oblivious to everything else, and there's some that never talk about it and you and you could never know by looking at them or listen to their conversations where you'll have others that will constantly talk about it, and so the ones that don't you know it's 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 hard because then you feel like you let them down, but there's there's so much that's unknown. I think by society and uh, you know depression isn't just you walking around with this gloom look on your face it's it, you can right. you can show this very positive outlook but on the inside just it's the complete opposite.
0: Yeah and I mean and you know we know things like that Robin Williams went through things like this and he, people who are comedians who still struggle with addiction and depression and you know it doesn't all look one way um, it can look like wild partying but they're still really hard on themselves internally right or it can look like I don't know just a lot of different things so you know suicide is obviously a really sensitive and painful subject so I know that this will probably bring up feelings for people some people who listened um and you know just (laughs) Encouraging people to reach out and talk to a therapist or to us if you need to reach out to us because depression and anxiety can really take over and we're in this world to help with that, right, Kevin?
1: The one thing that I I do like to bring up when it comes to suicides, and this is just my perspective, but it's from what I see, but... uh, nobody that anybody who does this you know they're they're not sitting in purgatory they're not sitting in a jail cell going okay i I can't make it to heaven I can't cross over and that's just not true it's just it's we all there's a ton of lessons out here and we'd like to eliminate all of them if we can but um I don't want ever anyone to think that just because a loved one of theirs has done that that it means that they're soul is damned for eternity it's just not true
0: right yeah I appreciate that statement and I know that's controversial and I know that some people feel differently but we just need to know and believe that our loved ones are in a better place when they're gone regardless of their way of death right we need that for ourselves we need that for um, our sanity and our hope and all of those things so I prefer to look at it that way. Well,
1: we all make mistakes in life, you know, and some mistakes are not fix fixable, you know, or permanent. And so it's just, I, I, I never want someone to be fearful of a loved one that's sitting over there for whatever the reason, but it's just, it's a lesson, you know, it's, it's, it, there's lots of things, but your loved one's not, um, Separated from you, it's it's they are on the physical body, but the spiritual side, there, everybody crosses over. I I I can't find a reason why anyone wouldn't. You know, I'm sure there's horrible things out there of the things that people do, but there's always another side to everybody.
0: Definitely, and you know, just those even when people in sessions that I've sat in with you, even when people come through who had. Um, like strife and suffering in their lives, in their human, in their human bodies. Um, The peace that comes from you apologizing through, or them apologizing through you, rather is the way to say it, um, has brought so much healing, so many healing tears, so much um, relief. I mean, it is just sometimes unbelievable how relieved they are you know it's so cool
1: yeah you know we can we're we all i don't know, get in that armchair quarterback and everything in life and <laughs> yeah. you know it's just i mean i don't have all the answers I, but i like to think that everything i've seen really leads me to believe that uh there is no such thing as someone who can't be over there because if we talk about love and forgiveness then at the end of the day, you're forgiven and accepted with love, no matter what you've done in life.
0: For sure. I would say knowing both of them, um, Emily being more of like kind of an analytical brain, right? I mean, she's a therapist, but she, she's more of kind of a thinker and a list. She's more like the logical, analytical one. And the fact that she and both of them together and that both of them were willing to be vulnerable to be on this podcast and share all of those things has got to be a measure of their mental health progress, right? And their grief progress. There's... um you know, when people are still in that really painful, painful suffering, they wouldn't be able to do something like this, right?
1: Right. No, it's, it's a lot to to put yourself out there with what we're doing, you know, and it doesn't matter what, what kind of loss or if you've not had loss. I mean, it's a lot to put your life out there in this snippet and go, oh my gosh, it's, it's, uh, here's what I've gone through or here's what I've done. And so it's, And you're right, you look at their, uh, Emily and Cam, and like the the difference, like in their energy, because I feel the energy. And the difference is seeing their energy this time around versus probably the first time, night and day difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely, totally different, right. And I just, I really thought it was neat how he spoke to both of them separately and gave reassurance to both of them about different things, um, that you could tell that they had spoken about or that they had shared with others. And so for him to be comforting them, I thought was really neat. Um, and just then even watching them as a couple together and how Cam was, really happy that he was talking to Emily right that Rahat was talking to Emily he was he was like this is how it would be they were very close it was such a like great he wasn't mad that he wasn't talking to him first he wasn't you know he just was really happy and that Emily so I thought that was really good from a couple's perspective and having done couples therapy myself is being able to be selfless in that grief too and honor your partner's grief that's really hard to do so that was neat
1: to see too. And sometimes it's right out of the first session, but they, when they can turn and speak in individually, that's what they wanted. They want to answer those the, those questions, and you know, and, and and for them both being just open, uh, th- that's really what allows those incredible, those insane interactions to come through. Is just saying, "Hey, I'm not. If if you say the word apple, I believe you." Or if I'm just going to be open, and and what I found is that that the people that are open, not willing to take everything, but just saying, let me just be open to this, they tend to get an incredible experience.
0: Absolutely, and I've and I've noticed that as people start to open up a little more throughout the session, right? They'll get a little each. It starts being more conversational at the end of each reading. Um, and then that is when they start to experience more relief is when they're open to it, when they're using, um, like other kinds of thinking, like open-minded thinking, right? That, oh, that's what this could be. And people may say that they're searching for answers, but it really, I think it, I think it just helps because you're spoken to in pictures and you can't always interpret what they're talking about, right? So you need to have the subject, um... Fill in the blanks for you, essentially, right?
1: Right, and i I think everybody wants that connection. They're just maybe either a there's some are scared, and may, or maybe some are their expectations just aren't. I would say they're they're just not. I don't know, maybe correct. Not not that it's right or wrong, but just going in and saying, hey, you know, let me. Just be open knowing that I'm not going to take this luggage home with me or, or nothing negative is going to come out. It's just because most times I, I've yet to see a spirit come through and say, What the hell were you doing? Yeah,
0: you know I mean? like any, like you don't see them like scold typically, right? No. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I mean, they'll joke with you and say, Hey, why don't you get that railing done like they did with Cam or, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's not like they're, you're not going to revisit the past you know yeah. and and that's what's important for everyone to know is it's you're you're speaking on terms of a human term and then on a spiritual term and, and spiritually you you have a lot better understanding of what took place
0: yeah and there's there are you know readings um i don't know readings that you will hear that that we've done i'm trying to think of the person it was it was someone's grandma and then they told them to tell their mom sorry for not showing you my love right so it was like even a message to someone else um which you know so through all of that and with those people being there in the room then that other person if they're open to listening that other person can hear some forgiving things that they need too so um, I know she did go and tell her mom that and that it was pretty neat because she came back and told me so that was really cool
1: well you know and that's what they'll do they they know they've got this time right and and they'll make everything happen that they yeah. can to try to get that message out and sometimes it's to that person sitting across from me and, and sometimes it's for another person that they're just wanting hey go let them know that To let go of it, you know, and and that's, it's huge when that can happen for somebody.
0: Yeah. So when you see people, Kevin, like in, so, you know, you, you saw me over the length of eight or nine years. So I know what my progress has been from the beginning of just even seeing you, but the beginning of the grief process and then going through that, um, do you, is this a typical like trajectory of how people grieve where it is that really, right? Cause I know it is in the therapy world. I'm just kind of wondering how it is in like metaphysical, spiritual is, is this what you see as well?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you see uh, a release of emotions the first time through. And then after that, you know, you might get some of those releases through throughout the read, but the majority of it is just more like people wanting to sit and like they would at a uh, a family function, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, and it becomes more lighthearted. It's not that there still aren't tears at times, but you can tell like it's not as heavy. From the first time when I see someone who's never had a reading before, uh, first time I've ever connected in with someone, it, it's huge. It's uh, it's a big weight lifted off their shoulders, and you can just see the release. And so it does; they yeah. do progressively get better.
0: And such a such a um, relief from anxiety and just from that like really activated grief. You know, yeah. obviously we always grieve them, and we don't we don't that doesn't go away. You you and I say that all the time, but it does start to feel not as big or prickly or painful or suffering or you know it's it starts to feel. Oh, and I'm kind of glad that this came about, actually, because one of the other things I wanted to comment on was that when Rahat said to Emily that he died so that she could help thousands of other people and just how, I mean, that was so emotional and she was really profound about it. She was like, you know, I love that. He's saying that to me, but I also hate that, Uh, which was a really neat, I think, thing, you know, for us to start to realize everything happens for a reason is kind of an annoying quote, but it's kind of true. And if you're really in your depression and anger and grief and loss, then you don't want to hear that everything happens for a reason. But after you come out of it and you're looking at it from behind or from afar, um, then you start to realize maybe maybe it did. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's such a hard one for me to think there was a reason my mother died, right? Like that's so painful.
1: There's no good... Way because regardless, you know when when you lose somebody, even if you have the spiritual side, even for me, I can see and hear and feel family members, but it's not the same. I mean, to say that it is the same it is it's a load of garbage, right? It's not the same. You you can feel them, but you're not you're not going to get like that same physical embrace or that sit down same conversation. But, I mean it, there are reasons why we choose to go at certain times and, and we are always going to help out, um, you know, our loved ones. And, and so it, it makes sense. You know, there's a lot of to it when you start looking at deja vu and, um, and why we see these things and, and then to have a loved one. And usually you're going to have some loved ones over there that are going to be Uh, there to help you more on the spiritual side through life than they could have ever done physically and and yeah it's tough to look at that like bigger that bigger than me type thing but you know you look at it and, and you're let's say it doesn't happen so then what what does your life look like differently and then could you have helped maybe this one person over here and and so you you kind of wonder and think about that uh, just from our our experiences in life
0: yeah well this was a really i just felt like a really powerful episode on mental health and the grieving the grief process i think a lot of our other episodes have been you know, there's been other loss and grief but but something really not that they're not all painful, that's not what I'm saying. But this was, you know, a really gone too soon, very shocking, painful thing with that and that they experienced and I just thought it was so great to hear their to hear their story and hear their process and what they're doing for him and what they're doing to honor him now and how they talk about him and how they heal and man, there's nothing more important than healing, right? So.
1: Yep. No. And, and, you know, we'll touch on that right quick too. It's just like the the different passings, right? And when you pass out of your, the, the order that you would just assume people to pass out of, when you think about, you know, if someone's their 80s or 90s, it's expected, right? To uh, Or 70s, if you're looking at at, at age. And The younger you you are and the different types of passings, it becomes more challenging because it's not expected, you know, so, you know, even if you have cancer, it's not expected if you die at 30, you know, so it's just a, it's, it's, you're going outside that process, outside that circle of comfort.
0: Well, it's definitely just part of the goal of this podcast is to have people hear these hear these messages, hear these stories from others, hear our professional opinions, our professional thoughts, um, our experiential thoughts, and help people, you know, come to their own stage of healing or their own relief from anxiety. That's where we're at. That's what we're here for, right?
1: (laughs) No, that is true. It's it's, there. I don't know if we have all the answers, but if we can help somebody through this process then you've done your work
0: absolutely so um if anyone out there is suffering with mental illness or feeling despair depression or anxiety um you can reach out to the national alliance of mental illness hotlines there's help out there you can always email us or message us on facebook or message us on our instagram page we will be open and ready to listen and help and help you heal and all those things too we want to keep keep as many lives here as we can on this planet
1: i would agree it's a it's our goal our mission
0: all right kevin shall we wrap it up
1: let's wrap it up
0: all right everybody thanks for listening to the weave for cam and emily signing off from jungle be good to yourselves
1: love and light thanks folks